0: Hey guys, welcome to the first installment of what will now be the third major podcast on AnimeSecrets.org, the other two being Tokyo Secrets and Animated Classified. Uh, this is a podcast called The Jedi Squadron. In case you can't figure out from the name, this is going to be the po- a podcast where we cover pretty much anything and everything Star Wars related. Uh, this is basically to kind of just uh, have another podcast for us to... Um, uh, just, uh, you know, talk about the uh, last major fandom that a lot of us are a part of. Um, I am your host, Nathan DeSaw. You might know me from the Tokyo Secrets podcast, and we have Riz here. You can say hey, Riz.
1: Hey, Riz. Because that's totally what I had to say, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: um, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: Rizwan. You probably know me from Animated Declassified and also from Tokyo Secrets. And now I'm on Jedi Squadron, and I am excited to talk about the Force.
0: Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is going to be an area where you know we talk about, uh, and it's not just going to be me and Riz. You know, maybe Anthony will get on. Uh, you know, some other people. Uh, pretty much anyone on associated, uh, with Anime Secrets. Uh, we're going to be covering. Uh, of course, we're going to be covering the movies. Uh, we're definitely planning on doing a lot of stuff on the animated shows, like Rebels and Clone Wars. Um, I've Read my fair share of expanded universe novels, so I intend on doing quite a few solo podcasts about that, um, and maybe some on the comics because I have a couple of comics. I haven't really read them as much, but I might I might do that at some point. Uh, and um, I'm probably going to do some fan theories. Yeah, of course, fan theories.
1: Um, just like some what if scenarios of. What could have been for Star Wars, like maybe a different scenario, a different universe, what could have happened if one event had been different and kind of walk you through the ramifications of that event on the events around it. So um, that's one of my things I'm really passionate about is the fan theory and the what if scenarios, because they've been really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So. That's something I'm pretty excited for. I'm also excited to talk about all the animated series and the movies and all that, because I'm a huge fan of the animated series, stuff.
0: So. Yeah, so am I. I. I still need to finish uh, watching <laughs> Rebels, but I have liked it so far. Um, I'm like almost done with Season 2.
1: Yeah, um, I've seen everything except for Resistance and Season 2 of Bad Bath. I was waiting for season two to finish, and then I would binge it all, but then Mando started, and that took precedence to everything else, so there mm-hmm. you go.
0: And uh, Clone Wars, like, I know this may sound weird, but Clone Wars might be my all-time favorite show. Like, yeah, mine too. Out of everything. Out of the entirety
1: of Star Wars, I, I think Clone Wars probably my favorite part of the entire everything. Yeah. It's my favorite era. Like, if you were to ask me what's my favorite war, a normal person might respond with World War II, Civil War, maybe Vietnam, I don't know, I don't know what to be people who like Vietnam, but my (laughs) answer without even missing a beat would have been Clone Wars. Oh yeah, 100%. Because that, it's just such a fascinating time period in Star Wars, and
2: I gotta say it's like amazing to me. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, th- this is mostly going to be an introduction podcast. Although we are going to, um, you know, do a little bit of preview and talk about some things, but uh, we do want to uh, briefly talk about uh, what got us into Star Wars. You want to start off with that, Riz? Start I- off. i got a bit of a story to tell with mine. Oh well, in that case, I'll uh,
1: I'll go first because mine is pretty simple. Yeah. So, Star Wars to me is very ubiquitous, like, throughout my entire life. Like, I can't remember a time I didn't know about Star Wars. Um, I was the kid who would get the movies rent, the original trilogy rented at Blockbuster on Friday afternoon, go home and watch them, return them reluctantly, and then kind of world build around what I saw in the movies, um, you know, with Luke and Leia, and the entire thing. There's also, like, a lot of things that I saw prior to the prequels, like, um, parodies that I also thought were pretty well done. Uh, this is gonna be a really funny parody, but it sticks in my mind as one of the first things I can remember about Star Wars. And I don't know if y'all might remember the Muppets cartoon from way back when, like, um, not, not Muppets, like the puppet thing that we have with like all them, but like, oh yeah, it's called Muppet Babies
0: oh yeah i remember that show
1: and um there's an episode of muppet babies where they do a star wars parody and i i can't remember exactly like i don't remember that far back too well but i have to think that might have been my first introduction to the idea of star wars was that cartoon episode and then seeing the actual movie maybe years later is what I'm thinking. Like Maybe like two, three years later when I was old enough to understand. But maybe I the movies first. I don't know. But my, my thought is the Muppet Babies parody was my first dosage. But definitely watching the original trilogy is where my love for Star Wars began. So, uh, Nate, I'm going to give you the floor so you can talk about your story. Because I'm very interested now.
0: So th- this might actually be weird, but I'm probably, um, one of the few people from my generation, like, you know, people who were born in the nineties, like the millennials who, uh, who actually has memories of watching the original trilogy a lot before the prequels even came out. Cause like I, my older brother, he was, he was growing up at a time. So he was born in 1985, but like he was. He was like a kid when like it was really um it was a really great time to be a Star Wars fan because like they were getting ready to uh um show that like re-release the movies in theaters for the special editions which as a result of that they were releasing like whole new toy lines and everything so my older brother was like a huge fan of Star Wars so when I, so I remember when like he was in high school and he would watch the original trilogy a lot. And me and my older brother, we bonded over it a lot to the point where ironically I might've actually been one of those people who uh, kind of preferred the original trilogy to the prequels, even as they were coming out. Like, you know, everybody of my generation, like, you know, thinks that the prequels are like, you know, they prefer the prequels to the original trilogy Still prefer the original trilogy because I remember watching that a lot more as a kid than the prequels. You know, my older brother, like, you know, he was collecting a lot of the toys. I mean, he gave me the toys when he grew up. And, you know, I he had like the original trilogy in the despecialized versions on uh on VHS that he let me watch. So it's like it was a way that me and my older brother bonded. And it's um And then, you know, uh, he also had, like, this huge box of a bunch of expanded universe novels, which I started reading when I was in, like, middle school. So I pretty much owe being into Star Wars a lot to my older brother because, you know, we bonded over it. And it feels weird being someone who has more memories of watching the original trilogy than the prequels. But, (laughs) yeah, that's really weird. Like, you're probably not going to find that many other people from my generation like me
2: (laughs) that, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of people I know from your age range that would have
1: preferred the OT to the prequels. Um, Of course, I preferred the original trilogy to the prequels um, for a lot of my younger years. Mainly because I didn't like the character of Anakin Mm -hmm. in Episode 2 primarily. Episode one was a eh, I didn't really care either way. It was fine. He was a kid, whatever. But when we get to episode two, you now I just found Anakin really whiny and it it got worse in episode three with how whiny he was. But that opinion changed when the Clone Wars came out. Yeah. And now I really love that era of Star Wars. Um, it's very fascinating to me, all the politics, the acts, and everything. Uh, I still think the original trilogy is the best, but I definitely have a real soft spot for the uh, prequel trilogy movies. But out of all of Star Wars, again, like I said, Clone Wars is where it's at.
0: Yeah, and I, I I've grown to appreciate the prequels a bit more. I think that they're overhated, even even when they were originally coming out. I you know people said that like they're the things that ruin Star Wars. I never thought that they did anything like terrible to Star Wars. I just preferred the original trilogy simply because there was something about like I see the characters of the original trilogy like Luke Han, and Leia. there was just something that resonated with me more as a kid that I couldn't necessarily get from the prequels if that makes sense,
1: yeah, and like i never I never truly really thought. Okay, the prequels are going to be the end of Star Wars. It's what's going to kill it. Um, God, I hate, the, I hate the prequels. I never thought like that. The prequels to me were... They were there. They were okay. They, they did some more story building, which is nice. Um, I know a lot of people said back then, I don't know if they still say it now as much, but a lot of people would say back then... You can skip Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, and go straight to Episode 2 and 3 and watch that. But I feel like you're missing so much if you don't see Episode 1. And I'm not talking about Anakin's journey to joining the Jedi Order. I mean, just the, the background politics with Naboo, the Senate, and Palpatine's early days. Like, that stuff truly set the scene for what becomes. The episode
0: sees Palpatine's initial rise to power.
1: Yeah. And this, this rise to power doesn't just end at the original trilogy when Palpatine dies the first time. I mean, it plagues us into sequel trilogy as well. So that movie is truly the foundation of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, of course there's, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of books and The current canon that around the prequel, like the episode one, maybe before, maybe after, but definitely I attribute Phantom Menace to the origin story of the nine movies we have so far.
0: And but you still agree that like the original trilogy is like the best era of the
1: movies? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like it had the best accent to me, um, you know. Maybe the lightsaber um, fights weren't as epic as they were in the prequels because they had less of a budget and not as much technology to do to stuff. But the emotions you can feel in them are no are nothing to scoff at. Like they're it's really a good movie set, and honestly, I could watch those um, space fights over and over again with. Uh, the battle at Endor, battle at Yavin, those are really well-done fights. And th- those are probably some of my favorite parts of the original trilogy, honestly. But yeah, that, that's my, that's the origin of my love of Star Wars. And looking at our outline here, Nate, uh, we kind of started talking about our favorite era of the movies. And I'm assuming you lean more towards the o- original trilogy for your favorite
2: era. But yeah. what about story? Is it Clone Wars still?
0: Yeah, I would probably say Clone Wars. Um, I, there's, you know, I, I do also, like, I would say that, like, if we're talking about the Legends continuity, which, for those back home who don't know, but Legends continuity is stuff that was written, that uh, was rendered non-canon uh, after Disney purchased the franchise. I I do like a lot of stuff that comes after Return of the Jedi, but... The stuff that comes after Return of a Jedi now is stuff that still needs to be a bit more fleshed out in the Disney universe, but I would still probably say Clone Wars right now.
1: Yeah, definitely, I can see that. Yeah. So, Nate, here's a question for you. And this is a question that all Star Wars fans ask each other when they first meet. What is your all-time favorite movie from the original nine? Not talking about the uh, Han Solo. Not talking about Rogue One. Just the original Nine movie.
0: I mean, it's 100% The Empire Strikes Back. And it's not just my favorite Star Wars movie. It's probably my favorite movie, like, period. Like, my favorite all-time movie. Because, you know, when I was a kid, I liked, you know, I liked the lightsaber duel. And, you know, I loved the battle in the snow and everything. But, like, looking back but like looking at it from uh you know now as an adult like there's just so much to admire about the movie like for starters it's a sequel to Star Wars which was the which at the time was the highest grossing movie of all time so you could think that it could just be a cheap sequel where you know they just repeat a lot of things but they actually do it as if it's the no they don't repeat anything and they do it like with a more like telling it as if it's the next chapter in the story. Like in the previous movie, we learned some of the basics of the force while in this movie, they go into more of like deeper stuff. Like while Luke is training with Yoda, we are, we also become like students of the force and learn like what separates the good from the bad. And the movie does a great job at like illustrating that. Like there's the very like classic scene, which really used to scare me as a kid where Luke goes into the cave and he sees that image of Vader and sees his head in Vader's head. Like, um, you know, so like illustrating, like he could just as easily become Darth Vader. Of course, it's got one of the greatest plot twists of all time with the, uh, like Vader revealing that he's his father. Like it's, it's a lot more darker and gritty and it just has a lot of complexities. Like, it's, it's just a perfect movie, in my opinion. Like, I really can't think of anything that's wrong with it.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's a very common opinion among my friends, that they love Empire over all other nine. I'm actually different in this answer. But given you and I have been friends for almost ten years
2: now, yeah. I want to see if you can guess my favorite movie. Can you tell me Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, Return
1: to the Jedi is my favorite movie of all time. Um, I think the emotion buildup when Vader and Luke are fighting in the uh, last portion of the movie, that was really powerful to see because you can tell Luke loves and cares about his father and he doesn't want to do what he has to do. And he's struggling so much because Palpatine is really egging him on and trying to force him to turn to the dark side. And Luke has this huge internal conflict going on that I think is just really beautiful. I I thought it was really just an amazing piece of cinema right there to watch that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, Emperor Strikes Back all of a sudden special place in my heart as well. Um, So, I, I would I would say, yeah, that's probably my second favorite of the nine movies. And then after that, I can't really rank them all because some of them tie, in my opinion, for mm-hmm. third, fourth, fifth, and whatever. But
0: definitely those are my top two that I will list on podcast. I would probably put Return of the Jedi as my second favorite. And I do that because um, there's this one book that I read that my brother gave me uh, called Shadows of the Empire. I'm actually going to do a review on it and, you know, maybe if you want to read it. Now, to now, to be cl- clear, Shadows of the Empire is not considered canon anymore, unfortunately, but it, like, there was this, like, in preparation for the special editions, they did this um, multimedia series where, uh, like, they had a video game, a comic book series, and a book all of it, like take like this huge story that takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. I haven't really played much of the video game or read the comics, but the book revolves around tells the story from like our um, our main hero's perspective: uh, Luke, Leia, Lando, Chewie. Um, Han's not in the picture since he's being taken to Jabba the Hut. But uh, mm-hmm. it's it really. Of course, the book isn't going to resolve a lot of the issues that the characters are going through because you see them get resolved in Return of a Jedi. But it it does a much deeper dive into, like, the struggle that Luke is going through with the shock of hearing that uh, Vader is his father. And you see him, like, you know, train perfecting his Jedi skills, which explains why he's, like, so much better in Return of a Jedi. So, I would recommend, like, especially if you're a huge fan of Return of the Jedi, you should definitely read that book because it kind of makes watching Return of the Jedi a much better experience. Because the book ends like literally just before Return of the Jedi starts, so it's it's a real. It actually makes watching Return of the Jedi a much better experience. So that's something I would definitely recommend.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look into that one in near future. Maybe I can find like an ebook or something of it.
0: Yeah. And it, it ties everything together. Like it, uh, like the book starts off in a scene with the impi- in the Empire Strikes Back. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but uh, mm-hmm. right, yeah, it, it makes Return of a Jedi a much better experience.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that from what you've told me so far, and that's something I definitely
0: want to go back and read now that I've heard about it. Yeah, I know that it's not canon, but I, I sometimes like to consider it canon my personal self. And I don't, honestly, I don't see how it would screw with anything that Disney's done. So, uh, Disney, and the unlikely well, event that you're watching this, just make it canon, please. Well, here's my thing
1: I know Disney made a whole new canon because they wanted to sell their own stuff and make their own universe and all that. But if the expanded universe, legend stuff, does not negatively impact the story that Disney's trying to tell, because we got to remember the Mouse owns Star Wars now. So the canon, at least the canon that I follow and support, will be the one that is currently going on right now. It's the Disney era. Um, mm-hmm. But if but if nothing breaks the story and the continuity from the expanded Legends universe. I am all for canonizing it. That's, you know, it. I'll accept it as part of the story and the mythos that we have to deal with.
0: And in this case, I don't see how it would interfere with canon. Like, it, it's not like it implies that, like, Han and Leia had someone different. Like, you know, it screws with, like, you know, Kylo Ren existing or anything. I think it would honestly fit in canon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, see, this is where I'm a little different than you as a Star Wars fan, Nate. Mm-hmm. So, I have never read a Expanded Universe Legends book. I've read a handful of my own, um, the Disney era and forward. I've read some of those books. I've read Ahsoka. I've read, um, uh, what is it called? Catalyst, I think? Mm-hmm. And Bloodline. So, I've read a couple of those books. But... I've never done anything that predated the Disney purchase.
0: Well, contrary to what a lot what a lot of people say, it's not all perfect.
1: No, it's not. Um, I've read some Wikipedia summaries of stuff like the Thrawn, um, the Thrawn storyline, um, the original Starkiller. I've read some of those uh, stories on Wikipedia just yeah. to get an idea of what was going on in their minds and what the story was. And this is all before Disney. Like when I was curious about like, Oh, I wonder what the books are about because I have some friends who would tell me about the books that they've read. And I could never really get proper access to the books because at that time living in a small town that I grew up in, um, sometimes it was hard to find the books like that old ones from the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. So yeah, I, I never made a huge attempt because it was
2: kind of difficult to find anything that wasn't just coming out right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So. Um, we talked about
1: era. We talked about our favorite movie. The other quintessential question that probably comes up a lot with people is who is your favorite Jedi or Sith? And which way do you lean on
2: the force, light or dark or gray?
0: Um, you know, I think my favorite is probably uh, Obi Wan still, um, which is weird because, like, you know, even though I still prefer the original trilogy, like, like the one thing that kind of that I love about the prequels is that, like, I love Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, and yeah. I don't care what people say about his Disney Plus series, I really like that series. Um, I, 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 I probably like him a lot more since I've seen him in the clone wars. Cause like, he's a, he's a great, you know, figure. Cause like almost everything that all the worst things in the world could happen to this guy. Like he, he, even if you just watch the prequels, like he sees his master, who was like his father get killed in front of him. He sees this boy that he raised from childhood, get turned into the most evil Sith Lord, the world if you watch the prequels you'll know that he had a woman that he loved that he saw get killed in front of him and he saw literally everyone that his whole life the Jedi Order collapse and everything and even though he does fall into despair within the Kenobi series at no point does he turn to the dark side and he ultimately maintains hope and I just think that that's that's really an inspiring type of you know it's just a really inspiring character. And I know it's simple. Uh, maybe I would also like Luke just because, you know, it's great to see him like rise up as like a hero from like an, from a farm boy, but I would probably lean to Obi-Wan and uh, probably the light side in general.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, my answer is a little complicated because I'm going to give you two names, but it's to support one name. My favorite Jedi or Sith is Ahsoka, but the reason I love Ahsoka so much is because of her relationship with Anakin uh, throughout the prequels and the, uh, well, not the prequel movies, but the Clone Wars and all of that. Because, so like I said in the, earlier in the podcast, I didn't like Anakin all that much when I watched the prequels the first time. I thought he was whiny. I thought he was kind of bratty um kind of annoying not really worth really talking about all that much but watching anakin in the clone wars and seeing his journey through the gap of episode 2 and 3 really puts a lot of a lot of story into him and makes him a lot more likable and honestly really respectful respectable um but I think I tend to lean towards Ahsoka more for my favorite character because of the Anakin stuff and the way he trained her and their relationship. But also, Ahsoka went through so much. Um, Like Obi-Wan, she lost her mentor, who was like a big brother to her. Um, The Jedi Order actually stripped her of her rank of... Padawan learner. Yeah. Because she got framed by, uh, by evil, evil little Padawan girl. Paris Ophi. Yeah. I wasn't going to name her because she didn't deserve that respect. <laughs> 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 I know her name. I'm just not going to give her that respect. right? <laughs> um, you know, see, see was framed by Barris and see, uh, had to go in front of the trial and the Jedi order didn't stand with her. They sided with Barriss. They took her rank. They made her feel like crap. And then she leaves the order, goes off on her own, but realizes she can't escape the, the life of being one in tune with the force because she can feel everything. She has a duty still, she feels. And It comes back in time to see her entire past obliterated. Because you got to remember, aside from Anakin, all of these other Padawans that have come out throughout the years, I'm assuming going back all the way to the High Order, they're all taken at such a young age that they don't really remember their own families. So to Ahsoka, the Jedi Order, Coruscant, that's home. That's her family and she saw that stripped away from her in a different way than before because before she just lost her title and her rank but at least she held the belief that okay yeah my people are still out there but i can't be with them because i feel betrayed by them but now they're gone and there's an interesting story here of her starting to lean more towards the gray side of divorce. so She's not light side, she's not dark side, but she's in the middle. Um, She doesn't get involved with the Jedi Jedi Order business. She doesn't get involved with the Sith. She will fight the Sith, but she will not be a part of the Sith. And just seeing her progress through the Rebels, and then the idea of what she's been going through during the events of the original trilogy to find uh, Thrawn and Ezra, after what happened in Rebels, um, Star, I'm not going to say too much more, Nate, because you haven't seen it all. But right. um, th- that's the big broad stretch. Is that you know there's a whole thing here, and what the Ahsoka TV's still coming out. Her story's not done yet, and I don't know. I just I love her character. I thought she was just an incredible, strong, resilient girl to go through every indignity life gave her.
2: And come out the other end still fighting for what's right in her own way.
0: That's pretty deep. I'm a huge fan of Ahsoka, too. She's a great character.
1: Uh, Yeah. I've I've given a lot of thought to Ahsoka over the years. um, Because it's just a different take, right? Like, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan... They were in the Order. Uh, Obi-Wan lived through the Order. And, uh, you know, Order 66 and everything else. So he he has a different take. And I definitely see his story as well of, like, him watching and having to live with that grief while trying to atone for his mistakes with Anakin. But mm-hmm. the Ahsoka story just hits me in a different way.
0: And I know that, like, Ahsoka, like, to give, like, a... Uh, like, uh idea on like how powerful of a character ahsoka is um so um when when uh kenobi was about to premiere uh because my wife like my my wife really likes the prequels and she really wanted to see kenobi so we decided to watch the prequels in preparation for it and then i told my wife that i wanted to show her like the closing arc of uh more since uh, that arc like really connects to the prequels uh, like really clearly and just because and i also thought that maybe ahsoka would tie into kenobi which i mean that was kind of disappointing but uh she really liked it and she actually felt like she feels like she wants to see a little bit more of ahsoka now like she sees what ahsoka goes through in just those four episodes so to get someone like my wife, who's not as into Star Wars as as the two of us, like that shows that they definitely did yeah. a lot of great things with the soap, but Like they're doing something really good with her.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So by the time this, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, by the
1: time this recording comes out, um, it will be May fourth of 2023 meaning it's force day so you know i want to say to all our fans may the force be with you and uh, i know my celebration of this week of fun stuff with star wars and the fandom it actually began earlier this week and i know it began for nathan as well because we did the same thing respectively in our own hometowns we both went to the return of the jedi Theatrical screening that was going on uh, last weekend. I think it's still going on up until the end of this weekend. I don't quite know when it ends, but yeah, um, that that began off my week of Star Wars festivities. The other big one is literally launching this podcast mm-hmm. because we're we're launching it on fourth, on the fourth because of Star Wars and May the Fourth and all that stuff. But uh. I want to ask, Nate, I hadn't really had a chance to talk to you about it yet. Was this the first time you saw Return of the Jedi on the big screen?
0: Yeah, it was. And it was a pretty new experience, actually. Um, uh, I've seen the movie several times, but it was it was honestly a really... Now, to be fair, I was kind of a little uh, disappointed that they're showing the special edition version, because there's a couple of changes in Return of the Jedi that... Okay, the special edition of Return of a Jedi. I don't think has as many bad changes as the original movie, but there's still a couple of things that get me. Like, I probably could have tolerated it more if they didn't include like the thing where Vader is shouting like "No!" when he's like throwing a Palpatine mm-hmm. uh, in the energy compactor. But uh, yeah, they could have done without that. Uh, but setting that aside, it was a really great. Um, it was a really great experience you know uh it's just cool to see the original trilogy in theaters like it kind of feels like i was in 1983 and for some reason even though i've seen this movie like god knows how many times uh the scene where anakin dies after you know um after luke uh, takes his mask off and everything like i must i've seen that scene like a million times and yet Seeing it in theaters actually got me a little emotional. Like, I wasn't crying crying, but I did feel like I was kind of close to it. For some reason, just seeing it on the big screen was just a lot more powerful. Like, that was just... Yeah. That was a really great experience for me.
1: Yeah, so this is my first time also seeing it on the big screen. Um, but this is not my first original trilogy movie I've seen on the big screen, because uh, I've seen... And you hope, and I'll talk about that in a minute because I do want to tell that story. Um, But no, I definitely felt the emotions of Anakin and Luke in that fight on the big screen. And I thought it was really well done. It was a lot of fun watching other people in the audience react to one of my favorite movies of all time, including two of my friends that came with me. Um, It was just a different experience because. You know, I've grown up watching this movie, but I had long come to accept that I'm simply not old enough to have seen these movies in theater when they first came out. I had to settle for, you know, DVD, VHS, and now streaming to watch these movies. But um, being able to watch it on the big screen at least once, that meant a lot to me. and. It was special to me because this is, like I said, my favorite movie. So, I, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed you didn't go for the original cut. But I don't think you're ever going to have anyone play the original cut where you don't have Naboo at the end scene. You don't have uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin. That That's just not going to happen, um, unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, not to say that I wouldn't want to have Hayden Christensen there, but I do have issue with him being put in place of the original Anakin actor from
0: before. And I I can tolerate the Hayden Christensen change. I just hate Vader's no. Like, I really wish that they would do away with that. And, um... I also don't like the change that they make for the musical number uh in a uh, jabba's palace cuz in the original they had like this really like it was with puppet work where they're singing like this one song that's like i don't know it 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 works a lot better for the scene because it makes jabba's palace look like this dirty strip club that no one would want to be in but like they change it to a different song in the special edition that looks more like just this huge jazz number like Dude, just it was a burlesque,
2: so. That was a burlesque, though. So. Right. Like, that That was just so out of left field.
1: Because up until that night, I had never seen that Edison before. So I was kind of surprised to see that scene, because I was like, where is this coming from? I've never seen this before. Why? Why would you do this? The original thing was fine. It, you know, this this doesn't add any value to it. So, you know, I, I can see I can see the argument on the other side, Nate, for why they had Vader say no in that way. I, I can I can see it because it's kind of iconic and it's kind of a throwback to Episode Three when he learns about Padme.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But this is the one change that I just. I can't get behind. I'll get behind Nabu. I'll get behind Hayden Christensen. But but the changes this, they make to the
2: Sarlacc pit.
1: What
0: did they do to the Sarlacc pit that was different? In the in the original, the Sarlacc pit is just like this really big hole in the ground with like a little bit of tentacles. But then in the special edition, they add like a bunch of more tentacles and it has a mouth.
1: Oh, I was okay with that. That was fine. I I noticed it, but I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. I mean,
0: the CGI doesn't look Um, the best, but I can deal with it.
1: Well, you're adding CGI to a movie from not anywhere near this decade. So I'm okay with them having CGI that kind of is reminiscent of the era that this movie came out in. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So that's fine.
2: Nothing as bad as Greedo
0: shooting first. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now, right, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been a great week. Um, seeing return, my favorite movie on the big screen, and then hopefully launching this podcast in the morning. I'm pretty excited for that too. But uh, Nate, do you want to start telling our audience what they can look forward to coming up in the future?
0: Yeah. Oh, just one other thing. I don't know if you know this. Did you know that uh, the Luke's lightsaber in Return of a Jedi was originally supposed to be blue just like his original, but they had a hard time getting the blue against Tatooine Skies, so they changed it to green at, yep. like, the last second? Yeah, I, I heard about that. Because yeah, in the poster, his lightsaber is blue. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's that's where the idea that blue and green were acceptable colors, for the light side came from. Yeah. Because up until that point, it was very binary. Either you have a blue lightsaber to be a Jedi, or you have a red lightsaber to be as. Uh, what the time? didn't really know anything about Sith Lord, right. but you know, like be like Lord Lord Vader and the dark side. But yeah, no, I I need that fact. And then of course, my man Samuel L. Jackson had to have a purple one.
0: But purple lightsabers were an established thing already. It's just they hadn't been seen in the movies,
1: right? But they weren't in the original trilogy. Right. What I was getting yeah. at. And a lot of people didn't read the books. Their first introduction to everything and their understanding was mm-hmm. blue, green, and then red. Right. But now you got white, yellow, purple.
0: Blue green. I think there are some orange lightsabers in the Ahsoka series coming now.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the the deal on that is. Like, if that represents something different. Yeah. Because I know yellow. If I remember correctly, and I might be wrong on this, so don't take me at face value here. But I think yellow is what the Jedi librarians tended to use more. I think yeah. I'd have to double check it, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read a couple of years ago. Ray
0: now officially has a yellow lightsaber, so.
2: Ray
1: is a whole other story that we'll talk about on a different podcast, because I have a lot of opinions on her. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to say before we get to the preview of things to come. Um, I- I've been thinking about it during our podcast while well, you and I have been talking, Nate, we give a lot of love to the original trilogy and to the prequels, but we haven't really talked about the sequel trilogy all that much. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to make a quick note here that I personally enjoyed episodes seven and eight, nine. I I can't get
2: mm-hmm.
1: it. It bugs mm-hmm. me as a fan, but yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely enjoyed the sequel trilogy as well up until. Parts of nine, and then I was like, "Okay, this is this is too much for me." <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I second that. But, I, I
1: just wanted, was that. I, I, I just wanted to throw it out there to let our fans know. Yeah, we also will be talking about sequels. Um, they're not my favorite part of Star Wars, but for the
0: most part, they're not bad. Yeah, I second that. I, I actually really like The Last Jedi. Um, I would probably, I, I might actually rank it uh, in my top four, believe it or not. I know that that's a very controversial thing, but I would actually rank it in my top four. I, but I have the same thoughts about Rise of Skywalker, and I just, I'm honestly really appalled that like The Last Jedi got so much hate because I think the fact that so many people reacted so negatively to The Last Jedi is what had an effect on. Rise of Skywalker, and not in a good way. So, kind of appalled yeah, by that. Yeah, some but, of the
2: things in yeah.
1: some of the things in Rise of Skywalker really irked me. And one of the big things that really irked me was there were scenes they were developing in Rise of Skywalker to bring everyone back to Coruscant, and I would have done anything to see Coruscant on the big screen. Post-Return of Jedi, in this new new world where, you know, it's no longer Palpatine's Senate, it's no longer, you know, the Jedi Council of Old, it's all burning. I I would love to have seen how things were going there politically. Like, what was going on? What was the atmosphere like? But we don't really get a chance to see that, and that kind of bummed me out. Yeah. And I I know Mando, we see a little bit of it. In Season 3, I'm not going to say a lot because I don't know where you are in the rewatch of it. I've but, seen some com- some of
2: it uh, out there.
1: Yeah, so I like what I've seen there. But I still yearn for the Coruscant stuff that we didn't get in Episode 9. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't understand the hate on Episode 8. Honestly, because we're going to unpack this a lot more in our... In a future podcast, I know it. Definitely have to have but Anthony on there though, because Anthony doesn't like episode eight. If if he's down for it, I'm down to have him. Or we can get some other guest on. We'll figure yeah. it out. But uh, I have some ideas to bring some people on outside of our Anime Secrets group. Um, as like a guest role for like one or two episodes. Um, but yeah, I finished my thought on episode eight. I honestly don't understand the hate, because I thought the explanation for Luke's life post-Return of the Jedi, with the events of what happened with Kylo and everything else,
2: it it made
1: sense. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that this all happened, and it led to where he ended. And to see it all backwalked in Episode Nine really bugged me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm one of those people that will say I prefer eight to nine because a lot of people say nine is way better than eight. And I just don't understand those people. Yeah, neither do I. But, but you know what? I still love them because they're part of our fandom. And despite the fact that our fandom, unfortunately, spends a lot more time arguing and complaining than they do getting along. More so than the Power Rangers fandom, which is kind of surprising to me because. They can get pretty vicious in there, too, but the Star Wars fans are a different breed altogether. Mm-hmm. But I
2: still love them all, to, I still love them all the less. You know. Okay. So. Um, I think
1: we should get to the preview of things to
0: come here, Nate. So, uh, one of our next podcasts, we're going to try to do this at least twice a month. Um, so, we're not going to be doing it, like, once a week by Toku Secrets, unless we end up doing it, but... It's more than likely going to be twice a month. Uh, so uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to be doing, uh, I have act, I actually have recorded a a review of a very early Star Wars book. In fact, believe it or not, this book was published before The Empire Strikes Back or Return of a Jedi had ever hit theaters. Um, called A uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, um, which uh, you know, Riz will be posting soon. I hope you guys will check that out because that, that that's actually a very uh, It's an interesting uh, book to listen to because it's, well, okay, to kind of give a preview of it, it was basically a book that was meant to be like a, turned into a movie that would be a sequel to the original Star Wars movie if the movie was a box office bomb, and there's a lot of very interesting stuff in it, so I suggest you take it out because that's a very Reading that book is a very big, like, what if in terms of Star Wars. Like, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so in,
1: no, I've listened to that podcast already, and I it's very fascinating stuff that I need to check out if I get the time. And, yeah. and uh, it, It's a short book, too. And, it, and if you don't
0: want to read the book, well, there's a four-issue comic series that Marvel made that tells the exact same story, so you could just do that, too. Um, yeah. We are going to be doing a our thoughts on uh, The Mandalorian Season 3, and we'll do Seasons 1 and 2, it's just Season 3 is much more recent, so uh, we're going to be doing a podcast with that. And then uh, our early stuff is that we'll be doing uh, individual reviews on the original trilogy movies, um, and from there we'll get some uh, other ideas, but this is just, you know, our early stuff uh, for like the next uh, two months, and... Uh, Definitely looking yeah. forward to uh, reviewing a lot more stuff. I have several reviews typed up of books just waiting to be recorded.
1: Yeah, and I also... I intend to cover every single animated series, live action TV show, or movie that's come out ever at some point in this podcast's life. Um, so I'm pretty excited, man. Like, this is... We've been talking about doing this podcast for longer than I care to admit. Um, so it's kind of surreal to see us finally doing it. Yeah. Because I think we've been talking about this since before COVID.
2: hmm
1: And it's just been one thing after another that just kind of made it hard to get
2: here. But, man, Nate, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so am I. So, um, yeah. In closing.
1: Um, I just want to, with our uh, audience and our new fans that are coming into the Jedi Squadron podcast, a very happy May 4th. And I, I hope you guys all have a great weekend of binge-watching your favorite Star Wars media, playing your favorite video games. Um, some of my plans for this weekend will include playing uh, Fallen Order, which I haven't played yet. Um. And also, probably watching Bad Bats and some other stuff. So, I'm very excited and I'm excited to hear what everyone else out there did for this weekend because this is really a big celebration kind of weekend for our fandom where we can all get together and just have fun. So, I'm excited and ready to see where this exciting adventure in a new podcast goes. Me too. So with that, uh, I guess I'll close this out.
2: Uh, May the force be with you, and we will see you all next time for episode two.